episode of wrestling with yeah, i love yeah, how yeah, yeah, yeah. surprise this man said <laughs> <laughs> but y'all know the deal man welcome to another episode of wrestling with the homies today i got my 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 very good friend jay cooley with me peace peace say what's up say what's up goddess is I got my boy yeah. Sylvan A. Smith, Sylvan Nadon, Sylvan Yeah, What's popping, boys? And y'all know who I am, man. I'm your boy Quan, man. Your, your favorite. Your favorite. Now, look, before we came live, before we came live, we were ha- having a very interesting conversation, man. This man, Sylvan, was fired up because of some comments that most deaf made against Drake. And I just, I just want you to go into it, Sylvan. Why is this so heavy on your mind today, bro? I wasn't fired up. Why are you so upset about this? Is it because you hip hop? Is, be- not- is it because you hip hop? You real hip hop? <sighs> like I, I, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not upset. I'm not upset about this. Um, I am upset about this. Let me let me just I, I am I'm not I'm not gonna front. Um, you're not upset or you are upset, bro. You gotta make you gotta make a choice. You can't you be pick both. one, man. You can't be both. I am upset about this, man. Like I'm, I'm 100% upset about this. Uh, I definitely want to take the time to address this as compassionately as I possibly can in saying that, you know what, let me just start from the top. So in case anybody has not known about what is I'm talking about or what we're talking about, Mostef was on an interview recently with, I believe, uh, Richo Omandi from the room floor. I, I haven't really heard too much about this <laughs> podcast or or the cutting room floor. I'm tripping. The cutting room floor with Richo Omandi. I'm pretty sure I butchered your name. Sorry about that. Shout um, out to you, whoever you are. Yeah, for real. So basically, uh, she asked. She was interviewing Mostef or Yasin Bay and basically said, "Hey, is you know Drake hip hop?" And <laughs> you know Mostef basically was like. Why are you putting me in this position? So it already starts shady, you know, but it is what it is, right? You're entitled to your opinion. I quote, Yasin Bay says, Drake is pop to me in a sense that like if I was in a Target in Houston and I heard a Drake song, <laughs> it feels like a lot of his music is compatible with shopping or <laughs> shopping with an edge in certain instances. He then goes on to... You know, further his comments by saying, um, "Is this the end or the beginning of the the beginning of the end of a of an empire? Are we witnessing the fall um, of a of a of a structure that's been set in hip hop for a long time, which is basically, for the lack of a better word, uh, commodification of hip hop, right? Like hip hop or hip hop music that sells at a very high level, so." The reason I'm upset about this is not necessarily because of Yasin Bey. The reason I'm upset about this is because of the discourse that it's caused amongst hip hop as a culture. Now, anybody who knows me knows I am an artist and that I am a hip hop artist and I love hip hop. I love hip hop so much that I have this Chuck D book in the back of me and the IC <laughs> title right next Chuck to Chuck D. Like, bro, That's I have both. Nuts. Bro, everybody knows Public enemy. Straight up, bro. He I I everybody knows that I watch wrestling because I'm a hip hop artist and I think they are both the same thing. I want to also preface this by saying that I love Yasin Bey. I love Most Def. 
I love Black on Both Sides. The Aesthetic is a classic. Reflection Eternal is a classic. The New Danger, man. You know, the, New Danger you know, is classic. Bro, The New Danger is a classic. My favorite hip-hop beat of all time is Respiration with Mostef, Talib, Kweli, and Common. Like, let's just... Like, I'm Black cut Star. from that cloth. I also want to start off this, start this off by saying that I love Drake. I am a Drake fanatic. I can rap... I can rap at least three songs by heart from any Drake album, even the ones that I don't like. Sick bitch. And there and and, and it's, it, there's a few that I'm not I'm not great at. I'm not great with. I love Drake. I am a Drake aficionado. I am from the nation of Drizlam. With that being said, oh yeah, you're sick. <laughs> with that wait, being wait, said, wait, wait, nah, nah, nah. What the, the nation, nation of, of Drizlam? Drizlam? Yes. You are you're a sick, sick human oh. being. Yes, wow, yes. that is an insane name, bro. <laughs> yes, absolutely. With that being said, I am so mad that most Def had to even say this because it's just caused discourse that I personally hate. I hate that not okay. that not that most stuff is wrong. I think most stuff is a pop I think most stuff is right about Drake being a pop artist, but that doesn't exclude him from being hip hop. That, right? that was my question. I'm like, is is was he right? Is Drake hip hop? Yes. He's right, definitely. Yes, he's right. Drake is a pop artist. Most stuff is right? Yes, most stuff yeah. is right. Drake is a pop artist. Right. That doesn't but that doesn't exclude him from being a hip hop artist whatsoever. And the rhetoric is basically well, the not rhetoric, but the delivery that most stuff gave is basically that this guy is not hip hop at all. He's pop to me with an edge. And that could be, it's, it's, it's riddled. Delivery separates what you're actually trying to say, right? There's what you're saying. And then there's the delivery how and most steps delivery and how he delivered it was, he was being a hater. And I love most stuff. I love most stuff. He, he was being a hater. He yes, was, he was. No, yes, he was. Yes, he was, bro. Bro, bro. Bro, no, 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 no. Don't get me riled up. Nah. Get me riled up. No, nah. There is a clear know. indication of when you're stating a fact and how you feel and when you're being a hater. Now, the reason most stuff was being a hater was because you can tell in the delivery. When he, he was asked that question, it was, why are you putting me in this, in, in this position? Uh, Drake Be- is pop to me in the sense that... If and that's I heard an incredible one of the songs in Target, you know, it would be pleasant. Look at, Look at all these skews. Look at all these skews. Then they say, oh, it's likable music. And he goes, likable. Yeah, I guess it's likable. <laughs> and then he goes into a mockery. Of, that's his personality, oh, man. Excuse, nah, 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 nah. It's not a personality. <laughs> it's just, it's hating. And, there, and, there's, and he could have clearly said, like, Drake is a pop artist to me. You know, I think some of his songs are likable. You know, but I don't really consider him hip hop. That's not hating. That's your opinion, right? He's in kayfabe, man. you can still you can I, be a hater, bro. You can be a hater and still tell the truth. It is. It was it a is. little bit of hate. It was a little bit of it hate was. on those on, 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 nah, on that. But and because I'm, he hated, because he hated Quan, because he decided to be a hater in that moment. Now we got all this crazy rhetoric. Oh, Drake doesn't have a song that's better than this most deaf record. Oh, most deaf has a re- most deaf has done you know such and such and such, but he's nobody. He hasn't done anything that Drake has done, yeah, I hate and that. it's like, I hate bro, that. are you kidding me? Are we really having this discussion? Are you really gonna sit here and tell me that Drake can't bar out and that he's not hip hop? Are you really gonna sit here and tell me that the aesthetic or black on both sides aren't classic albums and that he's not relevant to the times? Like, why? Why does it's most deaf's fault because of him? I have to watch rap Twitter. 
Rap Twitter be up in arms. And it's it reminds me, fault. it reminds me of when the IWC gets on about WWE and doesn't consider them real wrestling. And Ooh, it pisses okay. me off. Okay, now, that's a good tie-in. That's a good tie-in. That's that's just kind of uh, how I feel. That's, that's just tie-in. where I'm at. You know what I mean? Look, and um what is the IWC, bro? Like, what is the IWC? I feel like we always mention the IWC on this podcast, and we kind of we kind of reference it like it's a big ass building downtown that you can just go into. It has <laughs> IWC written on it in bold letters, and you just walk into it, and now you in the IWC. But that's clearly not the case. So, what exactly is the IWC? Like, what is it? What is it? <sighs> the IWC, for those who don't know, stands for Internet Wrestling Community, right? It's a place, a magical place on the internet where you <laughs> share your wrestling opinions. Nothing more, nothing less. Now, we have the good of it, we have the bad, and we have the ugly. The good, you know, we're sharing our opinions between one another, and we all agree. Yeah, life's great. The bad, oh, we disagree, so we fighting back and forth. And then we have we have the ugly, man, where people are just saying some outrageous stuff, commenting on all wrestlers profiles and stuff is <laughs> terrible it's, it's like the ugly part of the iwc is so extra that it reminds me of have y'all seen murray the murray show murray. It reminds me of when a guy gets the result of not being a father and he just does this bad flip like just so extra like what are you doing bro it's just like that man the iwc is just like that it's crazy like it's just too so much going on the, the thing about the iwc is a lot of opinions that live on the IWC don't translate into real life, right? Because for the last week, I had to sit here <laughs> and hear about how Jinder Mahal and Tony Khan went back and forth on Twitter, and somehow that made Jinder Mahal the biggest star in pro wrestling, like, overnight. Like, I was told by the IWC that Jinder Mahal would come out on Monday night and get a standing ovation. There was going to be signs in the audience for Jinder, and everybody was just going to be happy to see him. And I watched Raw this past Monday, and I saw Jinder Mahal come down to the ring, and fellas, when his music hit, you could hear crickets. You can hear Juan a try rub it was, in my face. There was no cheers. <laughs> Bro, there was no cheers. There were no boos. It was just dead silence. Damn. But I have to sit here and tell y'all that the IWC are made Jinder Mahal the biggest star overnight. And I told y'all that was bullshit, like, from the beginning. I told y'all that this was all just internet chatter. It would not translate. And lo and behold, I was right. Like it, it reminds me of the Street Fighter movie. Y'all remember the Street Fighter movie, right? Unfortunately, yes. yes. So it was a terrible movie. It was terrible a terrible movie. Terrible, terrible movie. But there's Bison one Carey, scene. By the way, <laughs> but, oh, oh my god, there was one scene in that movie that's like iconic, right? And it was Bison and Chun Li. And yeah. Chun Li was explaining to Bison how he killed her father, right? And Bison is confused. He's like, I, I have no idea what you're talking about. And Chun Li is taken <laughs> aback. <laughs> She's like. How can you not remember like rummaging my village and killing my father? And Bison looked at her dead in her face and he said the coldest line in movie history. He said, the day that Bison embraced your village was the most important day in your life. But for me, it was Tuesday. It was Tuesday. Like yeah. literally Sheesh. driving home how insignificant that moment was to him. And that's how I felt about this whole Jinder Mahal and Tony Khan thing. Like, of course, the habitually online IWC felt like this is the most important thing that they've ever seen, right? But to the general public, it was Tuesday. Like, nobody cared. So when, when I saw this fact, I was going to come in this podcast, and I was going to claim that the IWC was not real. I was going to claim that the IWC didn't exist. It's just a figment of our imagination. It is an algorithm on the internet. But I had to slow down. I had to slow down because 
without the IWC, this podcast is, does not exist. Like, if the IWC is not real, then that means that we're not real. And clearly, I'm a human. I'm sitting here talking to y'all, so the IWC clearly is real. Facts. So again, what the hell is the IWC? And it kind of brings me back to what Sylvan said earlier in the podcast. When I look at hip-hop, I see two types of fans, right? I see the general public, which is the fans that ads are geared towards. The general public listens to music in a very black and white way. They either like an artist or they don't like an artist. They either like a song or they don't like a song. These are the fans that are going to shows. These are the fans that are going to the festivals. These are fans that are buying albums, right? But on the other side of that, you have the purist. And the purists, for some reason, are hyper-focused on the things that they don't like. So you will, you might hear about the, the most deaths and the, the MF dooms and the, the people that the purists do like. But for the most part, the purists are hyper-obsessed with what they don't like. So you often see them on Twitter talking about how terrible Playboy Cardi is or how bad Future is. The purists are the people who aren't spending money with the product. They're not going to shows. They're not buying albums. They're not buying artist merch. All they do is live to complain online. And to me, that's what the IWC is, like, in a nutshell. When I see a guy who likes to listen to Danny Brown all day and likes to listen to goddamn JPEG Mafia and then goes online and talks about how terrible Yeet is as an artist, I don't see any difference from that and a guy who wants to sit around and listen to or sit around and watch Brian Danielson matches all day and then go online and talk about how bad WWE is because it's mainstream. Like the purist in hip hop and the IWC is the same thing to me. So I'll, I'll end with this. When we talk about the IWC on this podcast, I feel like it's a little bit misguided because we're not talking about the entire IWC because obviously people aren't monolith. I think we're really talking about the purist. There's a small segment of that IWC that's loud and vocal, and they are purists. They hate everything that's mainstream. Anything that doesn't fit their small box of what wrestling should be, they hate it. And that's who, really who we're talking towards when we talk about the IWC. But that's just my spiel. That's what I feel. How do y'all feel, man? What is the IWC? IWC is the 1% of wrestling fans. Let's just call a spade a spade, man. Wrestling... Even though it's niche, it encompasses a large, large audience. And the IWC is the 1%, maybe the 0.5% of that audience. And we all think we know best. We all think we know the product because we are on the dirt sheets. And we watch the product from a very uh, biased booking space because we know how wrestling works in the, in the background. And we know how wrestling works in the background in a more nuanced way than the average person, right? The average wrestling uh, fan will watch wrestling and be like oh yeah i know this is scripted and keep it pushing and enjoy the product but then you have guys like us that are like yeah we know it's scripted and we also know how it's booked and on top of that we know that uh certain injuries are going down and certain deals are being made and uh we all know uh when somebody's contract is up like we're we're just we're sick people and <laughs> the average comment average we're not normal humans bro <laughs> like we're not human bro we're, bro we are sick nerds for real like <laughs> I, i'm a nerd like we are all nerds in here we all love this we nerd, love the nerd. we love this for real but we are not the majority we are the minority and because we are the minority um and because we think we know so much um it keeps us in an entitled space and that is the iwc i am a part of it i get it i see it it is what it is you know what i mean but i'm also rooted in like what i care about and like the things that i care about 
Like, it ain't got nothing to do with the IWC to a certain degree, you know. But I'm still part of it, so. I agree I mean, with you, though. Yeah. I agree with you on the 1% part. And I feel like that's the ugly part of the IWC. It's that 1%. Like, it's the people that, th- like, threaten, they threaten to stop watching wrestling if their favorites don't win. Like, what? What? <laughs> Who cares? I've or had, they, I've had like, to stop watch wrestling because their favorites didn't win, like, for years. Hey, I was there. Like, Sick. can I make can I make a confession to you, fellas? Can I make a confession? Get your I used to be a purist. All right, all right. I used to be a purist, like in the biggest way, and not only with wrestling, but with hip hop. Sylvan, you know this. You know this. When it comes to music, me and you, we're very sick in what we listen yeah. to. Like, so there was a time when I was all about you know <laughs> mainstream music, man. Like, <laughs> I was there was a time when I was all about. Lil Wayne and Young Jeezy, whatever was popping, right? And then at some point, I want to say like 2007, 2008, I really did my deep dive on hip hop. And I really went back and listened to like the Digging in the Crates crew and Boot Camp Click. And when I discovered that side of music and hip hop, I kind of became a purist. I started to turn my back on the things that actually made me fall in love with music in the first place. So I went from being a Lil Wayne fan to feeling like Lil Wayne was garbage because he couldn't stand next to, I don't know, Sean Price or whoever I was listening to at the time. And I had a very similar journey when it comes to wrestling because obviously I fell in love with wrestling as a kid. So WWF, WCW, that's what I was watching. But at some point in 2006, 2007, I got Ooh. privy with the Ring of Honor and the, the PWG <laughs> and even like the hardcore places like CZW. And because of that, I kind of turned my back on what got me to the dance. I started to feel like, you know, the Ring of Honor way, the independent way was better than what was in the mainstream. So I started to go online and trash WWE. And now that I think about it in hindsight, I feel crazy, bro. I, I, feel, I can't believe that I was such a purist. But you know what it is? I think we're all a little bit arrogant. I feel like as humans, we all search for like individuality, right? And because of that, a lot of times when something is popular, we try to take a stance against it because we feel like liking the thing that's less popular makes us uh, more individual. We're not following the field, you know what I'm saying? And I feel like that kind of seeped through when it came to like not only music, but wrestling as well for me. So I felt like, because I was in the 1% that was watching the Ring of Honor shows that only had 900 viewers, it made me somehow better than the people who were watching what was on TV. But that's a, that's a, that's a bad mindset to have, bro. It's, it's, it, it makes no sense at the end of the day. Wrestling is wrestling. Music is music. CZW. Wow. CZW is crazy. Combat zone. <laughs> no, yeah, I was, bro. Yeah, I was into CCW. Like, bro, my Hero, John Zandig. I was on all that. I was bro, my favorite boy. wrestler was Ruckus from the independent scene. Bro was a beast. Like, Ruckus was come on. nice. Bro, do you know Ruckus? The blackout, bro. Ruckus, I want to say Eddie Kingston was with him. And then uh, my boy Sabian. Yep. Bro, bro days, like days, days. Jack mixed with I've Ray never Mysterio. Been a, it's crazy. Facts. I've never yeah. been a wrestling purist. I'm gonna keep it, I'm gonna keep it straight. The, the most wrestling purist I've ever been was when I was tapping in the Ring of Honor and TNA in the mid 2000s That was it. Like that, that was the extent was the I've always TNA. and I was only doing mm. that because I was just tired of WWE messing up every single week. And then as soon as the as soon as Punk came back with the pipe bomb, I was back at it. You know, back <laughs> like we are so back, bro. But I was definitely a hip hop. 
I still am a hip hop purist. Like, let's just keep it a, like, I'll keep it a being. Like, I'm still a. How could you be a hip hop purist and belong to the Nation of Drizzle? Because Drake is hip hop. Nation of Yo, first off, you know, bro, first (laughs) off, people don't understand. I hated Drake at first. Because, and I hated Drake at first because I watched Degrassi. I watched Degrassi from the very beginning. I had Noggin. I was very privileged as a child. (laughs) At 10 years old, I had Noggin. And I was watching Degrassi, The Next Generation. And I was already on the fourth season of Degrassi by the time Drake was about to start Room for Improvement. And I was listening to Lupe Fiasco, bro. I was listening Same. to Cannibal Ox. I was listening to Gene Gray. I was, bro, I was Woo! listening. Like, I was listening. <laughs> the album with Night Wonder? Bro, incredible. I was listening to Sean Price and people coming to me like, yo, Sean Drake's Bruce. got a new mixtape out. I'm like, yo, you want me to listen to Room for Improvement? <laughs> like, like, Jimmy just got shot. He's like he's in a wheelchair. <laughs> I'm not doing this. Dang, and then man. and then and then comeback season dropped, and I was like, all right, I'll give this a spin. You know what I mean? I'm a little bit more open. Shake up the world. And I was I was like, all right, and I was like, all right, this is this is hot. I went back to room for improvement. I was like, okay, this is cool. You know, I'll, I'll give him his flowers. And it's so far gone was when I was like, oh, okay, I'm here forever. Like I am, I am part of this journey that this guy. Also, you gotta understand, man, Drake. I'm not gonna go on this tangent, but people don't understand that Drake is is the new blueprint for the past 15 years of rappers. Like before Drake, there was everybody else and how you became famous. And then Drake dropped and dropped a mixtape and had four features with the hottest artists in the game and literally went to the Grammys, bro. As an up and coming rapper, nobody had ever seen anything like that on any type of level. So like, you just like take like bro, bro we know this guy comes from hip hop i have we we know that drake comes from the from the rapping on mf doom and accordion instrumentals and like mm-hmm. like it's like bro like he he's he's cut from that cloth man but like i i have definitely <clears throat> i definitely consider drake hip hop in this in a classic sense because he's done what every other rapper who loves hip-hop has done which is pay homage to the culture man and i was definitely a hip-hop purist i still am a hip-hop purist like i'm i've gone from being like okay i'm gonna accept everything and try to start liking everything like i started out as a purist and i was like let me get out of that and then uh, now I'm, I'm getting a little bit more in my age and i'm just like man i'm listening to rock marcy and Bodie james and like Kai, <laughs> just being like bro this is what i like like i just want to <laughs> i want to bump I this all you. day so and it's nothing I listen to wrong. None of that. Sh- no, I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> Cooley's not lying. It's- I'm gonna keep Cooley's it a being stuck, y'all. Y'all know. Yeah, you me. listen to listen. Dom Kennedy, man. No, no, not even that. <laughs> not even that, up, I, I listen to R and B. Like people don't know, like uh, I am R and B. I am an R and B nerd, bro. I have New Jack swing songs that you probably never it's heard. Not lying. I am not, not like. Jack I'm a sick of like. coming to R and B, but you know, y'all got it with the hip hop. Yo, the parallels between music <laughs> and hip hop and and pro wrestling is so crazy. Yeah, it's, it's so crazy. Yeah. It's not. I'm, I'm just not like, and I never even noticed that until like right now. Well, I mean, I'm, I've noticed that hip hop and and wrestling is synonymous. But like, I'm thinking about my journey through wrestling and how my journey through <clears throat> hip hop mirrors it, and it's just like, damn, it's really the same thing. It's the and same we, thing, bro. We had the albums with the wrestling and the rappers, and then they was intertwined. So we right. all grew up with that. So it was like. Right, it's crazy when you really think about it, bro. Even coming up as a rapper is the same thing as coming up as a wrestler, bro. It's the right, same you gotta, thing. You gotta come up with like a a shtick, yeah, and, and you pick a that, lane. That's crazy. And people How, can you know, 
cling on to. It's really the same thing. It's the same thing, <laughs> what, did, bro. what did Adrian Browner say? Same thing. Same thing. <laughs> See, Murder gave us the Wolf Pack Click song. Man. Yeah, that joint's oh, fire, man. Yo, but I, I really crazy. do wonder, I really do wonder how people's journey into being a purist looks like and when will they grow out of that? Because it's, it's really not worth it. It's really not... Like being against anything that's mainstream, that makes you a hipster. Nobody wants to be a hipster. Oh, like I, on, I can't man. believe that. that <laughs> it's true, bro. Like, I can't believe that's what I was. And sometimes, like I still like I'm able to recognize this self, this about myself these days. But sometimes I still suffer from that. Like there's certain things that'll get posted in the group chat, and everybody will love it, and then I'll be the only one that's like, yo. That's garbage. Yeah, you hate the and hype. Sylvan always says it. You hate Quan the hype. hates the hype. It's become a meme in our group chat. Quan hates yeah. the hype. And I really do. But I really just I really I really want to understand why I'm like that. Because I've always been that way. It's like even when a rest like Cody Rhodes, for instance. Cody Rhodes, right? I was all about Cody tell Rhodes. The truth. Let's get it. I will we tell the truth right pod. now on this podcast. Yeah. I was all about Cody Rhodes at one point, especially yeah. when he had first returned. His music hit at WrestleMania. I was going crazy. Sylvan was at the crib, so he remembered. Yeah. I was losing my goddamn mind, especially me being like a, a mainly AEW fan. Seeing Cody Rhodes return back to that pop, that was crazy to me. So I was all on board for Cody Rhodes. But at some point, I feel like the hype is what turned me off of him. Like He just got so over to a point where it was like, I didn't like him no more. I didn't. I don't get and it. And that is that makes me a very flawed person because I should not be disliking a person just because they're getting hyped. But it's tough. I do it. It's just it's that I, I'm human. I'm human. And just to go back to Drake, I know we're talking about Drake a lot on this podcast, but I feel like that's the same thing with Drake. A lot of people were Drake fans at one point. When so far gone here, you couldn't tell me that there were people that didn't like Drake. We all love. We all. I got. I got. I got. I made a song to Bria's interlude, bro. Right. And it's not like his music has changed a lot since then. He's still doing so far gone type of songs, and he's still barring like at points. But I feel like he just got so big and so hyped that a lot of people just turn their backs on him for that. He's just so popular that it's almost popular to not like him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it just that's kind of what happens nobody in hip-hop has done what drake has done bro there's a lot of people in music who haven't done what drake has done bro like I, i'm number I'm, I'm, I'm always i've always been a number one guy like i i like the i like the dudes who are on top pause pause <laughs> pause, pause big pause bro pause but you, you know like the guys like what? like like drake the jay-z's like those guys have always been the guys where i'm like oh yo the guys who can master like going all the way to the top level but still keeping their skill and their integrity in line is those are the guys i've always respected man you know like that's the reason why i love roman reigns so much you know what i mean because i hated him for a long time and i thought he was trash you know what i mean but he found a way to teeter the line between being able to be a great character and being at the top of the food chain and putting on decent to really great matches it's like, bro. That's all you can. That's all you can ask for, man. Like, Damn. it just is what it is. I'm and wrestling not. ten times a year, <laughs> right? Facts, and I'm the it. opposite, bro. It's crazy that it's crazy that you're saying that because I'm the opposite, and I'm and I'm I'm noticing all this stuff yeah. about myself as this as this podcast goes. Like, this is stuff that I never noticed, but you say you like Roman Reigns because you like what's popular, and it's just like I'm starting to notice that I like the wrestlers that are hated most because 
people don't like him. Like Austin yeah. Theory, for instance, people hate Austin Theory. There's a lot of people that feel like Austin Theory is terrible and shouldn't be in WWE. Oh, and because of that, bad. I like him. That's just bad. That's just he's not terrible. He just ain't got no character. We don't, we don't know who Even he is. Dominic Mysterio, there's still a large portion of people who don't like Dominic. They think that That's he crazy. can't wrestle. I like, I like most terrible. of the hills. I like most of the hills. Yeah. Judgment Day. Hills are the better are more authentic. You can kind of gravitate yeah. towards them better. It's hard to hey, gravitate the parale- towards the, the parallels things. between hip hop and pro wrestling. Crazy, crazy, crazy. But um I want to hear from the people at home, man. How do y'all feel about the IWC? What exactly is the IWC? Where do you fit in in the IWC? Is the IWC a beautiful place where people go to discuss the the the, the sport that they love? Or is it a nasty place full of puricism and people who just hate everything? Let us know down below how you feel about this. We got we got time for another topic before we get into the rundown. Cause I kind of wanted to talk. I kind of wanted to talk about a television series for a little bit. Let's talk about it. What do you right, want to so talk man. about? So look, man. So look, man. So look, man. <clears throat> Our producer, right? He always brings up this show Hills. He always brings up this goddamn show Hills, and he's Hills always like, high. "Why don't y'all talk about Hills?" And when he does this, <laughs> my reaction is always the same. We don't talk about Hills because nobody gave a goddamn about Hills. Like. The wrestling audience just didn't get privy to Hills. Nobody watched it. The show yeah. was around for two seasons, couldn't find an audience, and it got canceled by Showtime. But then I started to think, and I'm like, why is that always the case for scripted series based on wrestling? Because when I look at the his- history of it, right, I think about a show like Glow, which was pretty critically acclaimed. I'm pretty sure it won a couple awards. It might have even been nominated for an Emmy. I don't know if that's accurate or not, but it definitely won some awards. But for some reason, that show could not find an audience, and it ended up getting canceled. Um, Young Rock, again, a scripted show based on wrestling. Canceled. It couldn't find an audience, and it got canceled. So my question is, why don't any of these scripted wrestling shows ever succeed? And I really started to think about it, right? And the shows that seem to actually succeed in pro wrestling are... Shows like the dark side of wrestling, right? Shows that are either like a docu-series where it's documenting things that happen in real life. Or it's a show that's based in reality. Like Miz and Mrs. Total Divas, Total Bellas. Yeah. So my question is, are, are wrestling fans only interested in the reality aspect of wrestling when it comes to these shows? Like, can, can, a, can a scripted drama based on wrestling succeed? I just, got, I just had a hunch. What? Because both of those shows you name have no ties with WWE. Hmm. So, well, Young Rock that... did though, but Young Rock was oh, a WWE did? production. Oh, I, and oh, people I didn't liked know. it. I know. So the IWC, the 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 wrestling fan didn't like the show Young Rock, but people who aren't into pro wrestling like that show. And I feel oh, like that's wow. the same. I feel like that's the same thing with Hills. If it seems like the people who are into these shows like Hills and Glow, they're not necessarily wrestling fans. They're just fans of TV dramas. Mm. And I'm like, is, the, is, is there it, not a crossover, or is like have have these shows just not been done right? What's the problem? What's the disconnect? Maybe maybe the pro- promote the promotion is was lacking because I'm not gonna hold you. I I didn't hear about Hills for the, like the longest. I was like, <laughs> the hell is that? Like I never seen it. So it's like, where's the promotion? I don't I don't know. Maybe, I watched it a couple times. I thought it was pretty good, but it was, it was cool. just it, uh, when it comes to wrestling, I'm more I'm more just 
into the actual wrestling of it. I don't really care about like a over dramatized version of it. Now, if it's like a biopic, like the Iron Claw or the wrestler, which was basically a, a modern retelling of Jake the Snake, just Best wrestling loosely movie based. Of all time. Yeah, facts, facts. Besides Ready to Rumble, because I love Ready to Rumble, but Ready to Rumble is a classic. Outside of that, I'm me personally speaking, I'm just not into watching like a show like Hills. Like if it's not based in reality, then I'd rather just watch my wrestling <laughs> when SmackDown and Raw comes on or when AEW Dynamite comes on. Dark Side of the Ring. I don't know. I I feel like there's a lot of um, asterisks that we got to put into place with these three wrestling shows that have come to prominence, right? So let's start with Heels, right? Heels, I watch Heels. I watch all two seasons of Heels. And <laughs> all two, like it was a lot. <laughs> Last two seasons, two baby. Seasons two seasons of Heels. And Showtime said, beat it. We out of here. And it was, a, it was a tight show. I don't think it was like it was the dope. most amazing show, but it was tight. It had a great story, um, great backdrops, and they had a lot of classic references like the plane ride from hell with Ric Flair. Um, I thought it was pretty cool. The problem with that show, or the asterisk um, on that show is the fact that number one, it was on Fifty Cent streaming platform, <laughs> Stars. That is Fifty Cent streaming. Was platform. it Stars? I don't know why I said Showtime. Bro, it was on Stars, bro. <laughs> it was located on Stars. Now, for anybody who doesn't watch Stars or isn't privy to Stars, Stars is Fifty Cent streaming platform. Now, it's not literally Fifty Cent streaming <laughs> platform, but Fifty Cent and all of his many derivative shows from the Power Universe run that platform. Anything else right. on that platform, unless it's like. I don't know, uh, some type of movie that we've all seen, it's not getting any type of love or any type of success. So that's number one. Number two, on top of that, that show was centered around country white folks. (laughs) On a black-centered platform, it's not going to work. It's not going to cross over. It's just terrible marketing, terrible, terrible trying to find an audience. Now, if it was on Hulu or maybe it was on HBO Max, not even on HBO Max, honestly. If it was on Hulu or maybe if, or maybe if it was on Showtime. <laughs> if it was crazy. on Tubi. Oh, my God. If it was on <laughs> Showtime, maybe it might have done three seasons. Right. But still, it wasn't a really, it was a, it was a solid show, but it wasn't the best show. Because the demographic of that show doesn't reach a wide net. And then when you think about Glow, which did pretty well and it got awards or whatnot. It it did what it was supposed to do, but you know, quite honestly, and I hate to say this. <laughs> I know what you go. I, I know where you going. This. I know where you're uh, going. I hate to say this. A lot of wrestling fans do not really care about women's wrestling. Not only that, they don't care about women's wrestling from the eighties. Was it based around? Unless, unless they're bad. Unless they're bad. <laughs> unless now, they're I don't bad. feel that way. I truly do not feel that way. But a lot of wrestling fans don't care. And if we're talking about from a show standpoint, like anything. But, but I got to challenge that because they're watching Total Divas and Total Bellas and but Miz and Mrs. And, but I'm, and I mean, I'm, that's women's yeah, led shows. You're right. But the problem is that it's not about a women-led show. Women-led shows always work. Like the we difference have more is one is based on reality and one is a scripted television drama. Exactly. That's the difference. Exactly. So are wrestling fans not interested in scripted television drama? I don't, That's my question. <laughs> I don't believe that. I think that when we're talking about also, there's the other show. What was the other show that there was one more show that was, that was based Young off Rock? There was Young uh, Rock. Let's talk about Young Rock. Young now, Rock was fire. Now yeah, Young yeah, Rock, Rock was fire. Young Red, Rock was fire. Fans hated it, but Young, the show... fi- Young Rock was fire for two seasons. I thought it only had two seasons. <laughs> How yeah, many seasons? Maybe three. I don't know. 
Maybe. Nobody watched that third season. Honestly, it was only fire for one season. Oh, like, it had I'm three s- seasons. It was only it fire for one season. And then the rest of that was just like, let's just get out of here. You know, it became and, great. And it was a vanity project. It was a vanity project by The Rock. Like, it's just like, I'm The Rock. Here's my life. You know, let's let's give a, let's give a whole like spiel about how this whole thing went. But it wasn't really a great TV show. It was just, it was cool television. It's like, it's something you watch when you got nothing to do on a Wednesday or a Thursday night. And it's on your pro- programming, right? So like I don't I just don't think that there's been real scripted television based around um, wrestling in a compelling way. Honestly, let me take that back. There hasn't been a show. Let me take that back. Right. Let me let me get rid of that whole statement. The real statement I'm trying to make is that in order for a wrestling show that's based around scripted TV to work is if the wrestling isn't the central focus. It needs to be something that's going on where wrestling is a part of it. But it's not the central focus like succession, right? Succession is all based around a family of people who are just trying to destroy one another and get the one up. And it's a bunch of Don DeMarcos and bang bangs going on at the end at the same time. Right. <laughs> but you would never know that they're fighting over a media company because right. it's, who cares? Like nobody cares. It's about the family. So right. I think in order for that, for wrestling to be hot there uh, or be scripted around television, it needs to be based around something that isn't so, wrestling. But right. my question is, for instance, if they made a succession style TV series, right? But it was pretty much loosely based on Vince McMahon and his family, the same way Succession was based on the Murdochs. Would that show find a wrestling audience, or would that show just find an audience that loves HBO dramas or whatever? It will find an a difference. audience. It will find an it, audience. I'm that sure loves it'll HBO. find an audience, but will that yeah. audience cross over? Would that be still? Because it's like the people who are watching Succession. That's not people who like all are into like Fox News and the Murdochs. Like, yeah, we don't care about none of that. We just watch the show because it's a good drama on exactly. HBO. Yeah, that's. The I don't. I, I. I don't. I don't think wrestling fans will tap into a wrestling show like Succession. I feel like the only people that would tap into a show like that are the nerds that like the. The stuff that we do <laughs> right. behind like the scenes, see. you get me? Yeah, like, right. you know the one percent. So, yeah, let's look at the let's look at the one like scripted scripted show that like wrestling fans actually did like, and it was a t- completely unique show. It was Lucha Underground, right? So Lucha Underground was it was formatted in a very wrestling way. Like there were feuds, there were matches, but at the same time, there were stories that were. Many are not manufactured, but structured in a very TV drama way. So there were guys who were getting like kidnapped by the cartel. There were alien invasions. It was something that you would see on Mad Men or Breaking Bad. But they had like the uh, the the most unique formula because they used that, but they also made wrestling like the focus. It was still kind of like watching SmackDown or Raw, but just with like the scripted drama on top of it. And I feel like. That was the best marriage of the two, and unfortunately, it didn't last because the they just ran out of money. They didn't have the money to pay the wrestlers, so it went under. But that was wrestling fans loved that show. So Four I, seasons, I did, hey, and it was incredible. I, I that's where I found out about Ricochet because Ricochet was Prince Puma. If you don't know, Ricochet was <laughs> Prince Puma in Lucha Underground. And he was going crazy, and I want to say my boy Swerve Strickland was in um, Lucha Underground as well. He was wearing a mask. I forgot I his think name. He was. He was like black. Amigo or some, something, but that came out 2013, right? So I feel like a show like that can work if there's money behind it and they actually can pay the athletes consistently. I feel like a show like that can work, but I mean, but of course, a show like that's gonna work towards wrestling fans. Like we're talking about a we're talking about scripted television, like in a very like confined right. way. 
Like, you, but it's that's, not going to be based around wrestling. But that's the problem, though, because a show like Hills, when they made that show, they wanted to find a wrestling audience. Like, they wanted wrestling fans to watch that show. That's why they had Stephen Amell doing stuff with, uh, like, AEW. Like, they were clearly trying to cross over and grab that audience. But for some reason, that audience never went. Because it was like, on They might have tuned in for an episode or two, but they, they just didn't tap in. It was on stars. It was and on stars. And let's be honest, stars. I know Sylvan is sitting here talking like stars is just black. TV Listen to me, bro. It's, it's yes, all it is. Fifty Cent shows, bro. Even the movies, hits, bro. Stars bro. has stuff like, stars like what? Has stuff like House of Cards. They they have House shows of Cards, bro. Stars <laughs> has House shows. of Cards. When was last? When was the house? When did House of Cards end, bro? I don't know, bro. But they had it, I think. <laughs> and you stars think got don't shows. even really know what was House? What was House of Cards stars, on Netflix? I'm looking this up. I'm looking I, this up. House of Stars was definitely on Netflix. And stars was on Netflix. Stars has like shows that ago. are very successful and win like awards. I'm gonna tell you right now, bro. <laughs> they don't have anything. It's just the power. Stars universe. has power, BMS, it's a and lot P of Valley. power on this, <laughs> bro. It's, it's a just lot power. of power. Bro. It's, it's power. power. <laughs> it's power. It's a bro. lot of power. It's a you lot of power. You gonna stick heels on there, bro? You gonna stick heels BMF. on the power platform? So you're telling me and that heels was just out of place, and that's the reason? Yes, that bro. No, I don't think that I don't. It's because number one, it was out of place, and number two, <laughs> it was a niche. It was a niche story. But it was wrestling niche. is niche. No, like we can we can yeah, say it was a niche show. We can say it was a niche show because wrestling it was based on like rednecks. Wrestling, wrestling like, is niche. The most popular wrestler of all time is a redneck. So it doesn't matter. Wrestling is niche, but wrestling fans don't care about a pocketed, a pocketed fraction territorial that show right there in georgia is my point nothing but look but that right there is my point wrestling fans are very unique wrestling fans are very niche wrestling fans only care about what they care about because let's look at us three for example right even when wrestling is not and this is before this podcast ever existed even when wrestling is not on tv we have a wrestling group chat that goes 24 7 we're talking about wrestling and what's going on Who's coming back? Who's returning? Who's leaving? Who's injured? We're talking about this 24-7. Wrestling fans are very unique in what they care about. They care about the reality of wrestling. wrestling I don't think they care about a scripted wrestling, TV show I don't, wrestling as I don't the backdrop. Agree. I don't agree. Wrestling fans are all encompassing. So how come none of these shows ever work? Because how? of the nuances. Have, have, have none of them just been you done just don't right? Wanna, you just they, don't want to listen. haven't done any of them You don't right? want to listen. Heels <laughs> was a solid show. It wasn't a great show, but it was and on so was Glow. power Glow show. was fire. Bro, I already told you. You're still not listening to the nuances. Why didn't no? I'm listening work? to your nuance. I'm. You're telling me why these shows didn't work. I'm asking you why none of the shows ever work. No scripted wrestling There's drama only has three ever scripted worked. Scripted wrestling dramas. Yeah, acting like true. there's 25. All right, like there's right. only three. All right. We, we 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 we. You just sent a list over like yesterday, and all and half of that? those were what animes. And like cartoons, still, it's still I think Hills, I think I do think Hills would have worked better on a different It would have worked platform. good on Hulu. If Hills was on I don't Hulu, he'd be on five seasons. You know how many shows on Hulu that nobody worked. watches and has six seasons? It's baffling. <laughs> Hills would have done I don't great. Think, I don't think Hills would have ever worked. Because I think that the audience that a show like Hills attract is not a wrestling audience. It's a it's a audience that just want to see dramas, right? But a lot of people aren't into the idea of pro wrestling. A lot of people might see pro wrestling happening and turn the channel. And Hills was a very pro wrestling. That's like a short sight, but that's a short sighted. That's like a short sighted narrative. Hey, like, I'm like only Succession. Going off what I I'm see, not. In, I'm not in the media companies, but I like Succession. 
And the whole but, thing is about basically a family trying but, to up their father. But that was who owns like, a media conglomerate company. But that's but but you realize how many that conversations that's a, that's a, are in succession about the media company, bro? But you realize that that audience that that's grabbing <laughs> and from doing is deals. a very big. But can you listen, bro? Can you I'm listen? <laughs> you realize that a show like Succession has a wider reach than a show about wrestling, right? Because be, just because you and I might not be into the CNNs and the Murdochs, that don't mean that there isn't a super large portion of people that aren't. CNN and Fox News get watched more than any other networks on TV for a reason. But do people care about the background yes. of that? Yes. Just like, people, all right, just people, like people, people care about the background of wrestling. That's the problem. <laughs> that's that's the problem. I feel like wrestling fans are so niche. We are so niche. We're such a niche group of people. So it's like making a scripted drama geared towards us. You're shooting yourself in the foot right there because we're such a niche fan of a uh, niche base of people that like what we like. I honestly believe that if a show like Hills does like come about right and it is super successful, I feel like the success is going to come from people that aren't wrestling fans. People just like the drama of the show. They like the actors, so they watched it. That doesn't yes. mean that they're going to watch Hills and go, yo, this show is so goddamn incredible. I'm about to go watch Raw now. I'm about to go watch AEW Dynamite because I liked what I saw on Hills. That's just, that don't exist. I mean, that's, that's not, that's not the There's point. No the whole, that's not the point. My, the whole that's point. my point. My point is there is no crossover in a show like Hills. Who cares? Work. <laughs> Who cares about a crossover when you're trying to make a great show? I don't care about CNN. They did. Nobody they cares cared. about what happens in they CNN. They cared. But they care because about they drama. Sit. They care about drama and they watch Succession. Nobody cares about anything that's really going on the in the background of a topic. Who made they care the about a show great cared. show. The a producers that's compelling with great characters and great problems. You're not listening. You're hearing me. <laughs> you're saying. hearing me, but you're not listening. The people who made Hills clearly cared about the wrestling audience because <sighs> they tried to do crossovers. They sent Stephen Amell to AEW. Quan, why didn't you that show they did work? that just to do it? They, you guys are both right, which is crazy. <laughs> why didn't that show work, Quan? Why didn't that like, show work? Can Hills you guys are both right. At least why that show didn't work. Hills, it didn't work because wrestling fans didn't watch it. See what I'm saying? They, they weren't interested. Want, see, and that's my problem. <laughs> is that you think I'm not listening to you? You're ducking the but truth. Really? You're not listening to me. I'm, listening I'm telling to you, you why it didn't work. Some because right you now. can't have a successful wrestling show in bum, who cares, Georgia on. 50 cents streaming platform where we got power <laughs> and every single black narrative in the crack era geared towards black hey. people that we are <laughs> trying to watch. That's why that show didn't work, Juan. If it was on Hulu, it would at least win four seasons. You know how many shows are on Hulu it, that nobody in the group chat knows about? It Did anybody watch Mayans? I watched Mayans. My a lot of people didn't watch Mayans, but I watched it and it had a great, great time. Now, I don't know how many niche people care about biker clubs, but it was compelling enough for people to watch the show because it was demonstrated in a great way. Why do people not understand this? Like, my God. Like, like you think people? You think people care about biking clubs? You think people care about the clubs? You know how niche that is. If wrestling is niche, that's got to be the most niche thing I've ever seen in oh my, my entire God. life. MC clubs. Oh my God! Like just common sense. Yeah, it would have worked on Hulu. It would have worked on Hulu for sure. That's all yeah, I'm saying. It would have worked for about on Hulu. two more seasons, and then it would have still got canceled because nobody was watching it. I mean, but shout yeah. out to Hills, man. But it would have made it four though. You know, at least four yeah. is good. Better than two. 
Uh, you know when it when it hits five, syndicated. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. You know That's facts. Saying? Right. Yeah. But shout out, shout out to Stephen the Mel. Shout out to Hills, and shout out to our <laughs> producer because he wanted us to talk about Hills so goddamn badly. We finally did it. We finally did it, and the result was incredible because yeah. that that crash out that seven went off. <laughs> goddamn! I <laughs> I want Hills to come back now. Uh, man. Let's get a third season. Let's yo, find a new real. network, man. Not Let's on find a new stars. Network. Not on yeah, stars, definitely not. bro. Not, definitely not on stars, bro. They would they, they would show Hills about... and then they would go off and P Valley would come on. And it's oh like, my yeah, god, bro! bro. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was no insane, comment. man. Sylvan is an insane <laughs> person. Yeah, this, this is if this is what it takes to get into the nation of Drizlam, I don't know if I can do it. <laughs> I can't do it. The nation of Drizlam, baby. It's a great place to be in. <laughs> right. I'm in cold mania, man. But let us know, man, if you out there, let us know how y'all feel. Can a can a show, a scripted television drama based on wrestling work? Can it work? Or is it just gonna be like how it's always been historically and nobody's gonna tune in let us know down below and if you haven't already <laughs> i said have you haven't always if you haven't already make sure you like this video and subscribe to our channel please 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 now fellas please please that was fun that was fun. <laughs> I, I, that was fun. I, I had to wipe my tears away from crying but um oh, y'all know what time it is it's time to get into the real wrestling it's time to get into the rundown coolie what you got for us I got a lot of stuff to talk about, man. And I want to first talk about, we all seen it. We saw what happened on this specific television show that featured Grayson Waller and L.A. Knight. Oh, my oh God. 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 Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yo, Waller yeah, we keeps saw, trying man. to make me like him, dog. Yo, <laughs> I, I love Waller, man. He's dope, yo. But he stood on business, and he went off on a news anchor. Yo, did y'all see that? I know y'all yeah. saw it. Yeah. 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 So- Look, for the people who didn't Yo, see it. Man getting fine. The people, let me, let me just describe. <laughs> let me just describe what happened. Just for the people Yo, who didn't see it, man. Yo, he might get fine, man. Yeah, he get fine. he gonna get fined. So he look, threatened to punch a guy. Yeah, hunt again. Hunter point. He, like smack he on that threatened guy. to punch a guy, man. Mm-hmm. So look, if you living under a rock, I love saying that, by the way, because shout out to the rock. If you living under shout a rock and, and you don't and, know. Shout out to Patrick Starr. Shout out to Pat. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> oh, Patrick Starr. Like, I hate Cooley's so damn stupid, man. <laughs> Cooley's dumb, dog. Cooley's so dumb, bro. No, but look, if you're living under a rock and you didn't see what happened, man, Grayson Waller in LA Night was on a, a, a news show, and I want to say Australia, right? Yeah, it was And the news anchor was like hyping them up. They're like, yo, can you like come demonstrate a punch on me? Like, show me what you do on TV. And Grayson Waller, he was rocking with it at first, but he kind of got annoyed. And he's like, listen, if I come over there, I'm not going to give you a work punch. I'm going to punch you dead in your goddamn face. Like, stop playing with me. And a lot of people are saying that Grayson Waller. <laughs> oh, Grayson is crazy. Dog. That was real. That was yeah, real. Yeah, that was real. Yeah, yeah. He was very yeah, L.A. Knight was like, I don't want no parts of any of what's going on. I um, want my spot. That's what you're saying. So, <laughs> That's so now the whole doing. debate is, was was Grayson Waller being extra or was he justified in doing this? Now, I do think that the newscaster or the news anchor, I don't think they meant any harm by what they were doing when they were saying, like, come, like, demonstrate what you do. But at the same time, that news anchor isn't involved in the wrestling world. So they don't really know. They don't really know. But uh, that's disrespectful. Telling a wrestler to come do a worked punch on you on TV when literally the whole concept of being a wrestler is to convince the fans that are watching that what they're seeing is legitimate and not a work. That's disrespectful. That's like having a comic on your show and instead of interviewing them, you just put a microphone in their face and say, yo, tell a joke. 
make me laugh. Like, that's disrespectful. So, no, I don't think Grayson Waller was wrong for standing on business and threatening to punch that dude out. And, in fact, I would have liked to see him punch that motherfucker out. And again, I'm so sorry for cursing. I know I said Watch I wouldn't do Watch your cuss words, man. I'm trying, yeah, bro. Man. I'm trying. I'm trying. But yeah, hey, man, man, Grayson Wallace stood on business. business. He was not he wrong, bro, business. at all. At all. I, Shout I, out to I, him. I, I can understand why they say he was wrong from a, a professional standpoint. Yeah. Nah, but man, nah. but he was right. I'm sorry. He was right because yeah. I would have had the same temper. Facts. He wasn't wrong professionally either because as far as I'm concerned, the most unprofessional person on there was that anchor. Like you don't disrespect the you don't disrespect the business that you're interviewing. At the end of the day, wrestling is a business. Kayfabe is a business. So you're not gonna get on national television and tell somebody who's upholding that business to betray that business. Like, that's ridiculous. Nah. Shouts to Waller, man. Like Facts. And, you know, Waller had every single right. I'm pretty sure he might get fined because, you know, he is part of corporate America, but at the end of the day, he stood on business and he upheld the standards of professional <laughs> wrestling. Like you don't and, you're not gonna get on national television and betray the fabric of your company and not only your fabric, but your industry. Nah. Doesn't work. Yeah, out. and we and we we've had a lot of um dilemmas that happened in the past. Where, mm-hmm. you know, in the 80s, a wrestler by the name of Davis Schultz, I, I think I said his last yeah, name right, David Schultz, Schultz. Mm-hmm. and he, he punched the guy, he slapped the guy, and he <laughs> fell out, sued him, won, and he ended up getting fired by Vince. Facts. Hulk Hogan <laughs> had the same incident, he chucked the guy Choked out on the out, put him in the headlock. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I think he sued Hulk Hogan too and won, so he better be lucky Grayson, hey. you know, take it too far. Grayson said, I'm going to punch you square in the jaw, mate. <laughs> he wasn't playing, bro. He, he yeah, stood on man. business. Shout out to Grayson Wallace. Shout out Grayson from standing on business, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, for sure. Let's talk about Randy Orton, man. Let's talk about Randy Orton because I've seen this in the in the news and I'm like, oh, brother, John Cena. <laughs> John Cena. I love John Cena, though. But. Randy recently said he wants John Cena at WrestleMania. That would be his dream match. I understand because they both came up in OVW, but John Cena is so washed. I have no hatred towards Cena, but he's so washed. Y'all not down to Y'all don't want to watch that? Do I want to watch it? No. If it happens, (laughs) will I watch it? Yes. Because this is John Cena's last match. It's a sad thing, but hey, man, we all got to watch that. Sylvan, you going to watch that? No. I've never oh. cared about John Cena versus Randy Orton ever in my life. I'm sorry. <laughs> even like, when even, it was hot? Even when it was hot, I didn't care. I never cared about their fans. I understand people like call them like the modern day rock and and uh, Stone Cold, but like, I mean, well, the Ruthless Aggression's rock and Stone Cold, but I never in my life cared about John Cena versus Randy Orton, bro. Like, I've seen that match so many times in my entire life i I am fine with never seeing that match ever again bro it's a terrible idea leave it alone please i don't please for for the love of god it might happen man hey look i'm not mad at randy orton wanting cena because it makes sense if if cena's gonna end his career what better opponent to have than his his biggest nemesis in pro wrestling randy orton uh do i want to see this in 2006, yeah, <laughs> maybe 2007, maybe even 2012, but in 2023 or 24, actually, 
What was the quote? What was the quote from The Wire? My boy, um, was it Slim Charles who said it? He said, you know, the thing about the old days. Uh, with the, the old <laughs> days. They the old days. The old days. <laughs> John Cena versus Randy Orton would have went up in the old days, but them is the old days. This is 2024. Yeah, Randy man. Orton is what he is. He, can, he, he, he goes in the ring. He does what he can do. Same four or five moves. Um, he's very good at that. John Cena is not in any shape to be out there wrestling anymore, especially not a guy like Randy Orton. So, no, it's not what I want to see. But if I do get that, I'm cool with it just because it makes sense. I ain't trying to hit him it's spot like, to be called out like that, man. <laughs> man, Cena going to be playing it safe. He going to be playing it safe. <laughs> yeah, like... Yo, why do John Cena be yelling out the moves, man? Always, yelling, yelling. Like, me right now. It's like, bro, like, it's like bro. On. At least pretend. <laughs> at least put off the facade that like, what I'm seeing is not a work. That dude would be like, chop me, chop me. It's like, <sighs> okay, all right, Cena. Cena is preparing for season two of Peacemaker. He is going to be wrestling safe as hell. Yeah, I don't want to see it, man. This whole the whole year 2023, every match is trash, except for the last one. Last one was cool. I will give him that. Was that was, solo? Uh, that solo? was trash too. No, <laughs> it, was, it was pretty. Uh, trash. No, he had one. Was it? Was it solo match? Solo match was trash. Yeah, nah, nah, nah. You tripping? Because he tripping? had a match with Solo. It was garbage. He had a match with Austin Theory. Nah, it was he garbage. had one match and it was cool. It was the tag team match with Sami Zayn. I think was his partner or something. But like, probably was that. But I know he had one. It was that one match. Uh, yeah. Hey, what's the matter? Hey, 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 hey! Shout out to Cena, man. He a legend. But the last good Cena match was SummerSlam 2020. Versus uh, Roman Reigns. That was good. Dang, didn't that we was, go to that? We we was right there. We was right yeah. there in the audience, baby. In the middle of COVID. In 2020? Yeah. yeah. No, 2021. 2021. 2021. Yeah, was it 2021? Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, it wasn't nothing. No, it wasn't but that was Brock. That was Brock and Roman. Oh, wait. Right? Then who did Cena, who wait, did Cena wait, wait, wrestle? Yeah, it was Brock and Roman. And then and then it, it was Brock and Roman. And then Cena returned. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. So when the last time Cena had a good match then? I don't know. <laughs> Damn, that's that's a it's question like a we decade, gonna have to baby. get back. Hey, yeah, that's the Rock, yeah, the Rock and Cena from 2014 or whatever. Wow, oh, God, yeah, yeah wrap, that's up, wrap it up. The thing about yeah, the old man. days, they the old days, Them old days, man. man. They the old speaking days. of speaking of legends, since we on this legend topic, and speaking of WrestleMania, Rock Lesnar's Mania opponent oh, may have God. just been revealed. And when I say I've been I've been wanting this match before Brock retires. I've been wanting this match before he retires. Wrestling Observer Radio noted that Lesnar could be back as soon as next week, and there's belief that his WrestleMania opponent is no other than the IC champion, Gunther. Woo! Oh, my God, bro. I want to see it. Yeah, facts. That's what I want to see. I don't want to see Randy. I don't want to see John Cena. I want to see Brock Lesnar and Gunther. That's a Let's fact. Let's get it, man. That's a Let's fact. Get it. Who want to take? The, you want to take this first? Yeah, I'll take it. It's gonna be a classic. And yes. what I would like to see is, and this is just me, me. This is me just being me. I would like to see Brock enter the Royal Rumble, and for going through to eliminate him. And let's just get it cracking. Let's go all the way to WrestleMania. Wait. What? Yeah, man, yeah, that's cool what that. I want to see. That's a good jump off start. Let's get it cracking. Start. That's how I want to see it, man. Like going through, we get the preview at the at the Rumble. Going through eliminates Brock, eliminates Brock, and then 
even better, I think Brock should come back in and eliminate Gunther, and they just go crazy, and it becomes oh, a own distraction. I thought you were talking about him winning the whole thing. Okay. Oh, no, oh, no, nah, no, 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 I want Brock to pull up, go to the Royal Rumble, and we crack it off there, and then we have this whole thing going into Mania. Make it the most into, make it the match of the of both nights, the best right. match on the card, nuts, bro. Right. Look, we definitely, definitely need that. But um, I'm gonna go a whole different way with it. So like, I know everybody wants to see Gunther and, and Brock Lesnar go in that ring and have a five star banger, like you know the Dave Meltzer's of the world would call it. But I don't want that at all. Like, I will. It, it would be cool to see, but. I think from a marketing standpoint, from a business standpoint, if Gunther is really that guy that we want him to be, I would have Gunther go in there and squash Brock Lesnar, like in under six minutes. Just go in there, beat his ass, chop his chest into smithereens, pin him, one, two, three. Like, Gunther wins. I want to see – I feel like Brock Lesnar is at the tail end of his career. If he does, if, if he's not going out at WrestleMania in Minnesota, which has been the, the rumor for the last like couple years, then – he definitely don't have a lot of years left. So at this point, I think it's time for Brock Lesnar to start putting people over on his way out. And what better way to go out than getting smacked into smithereens by Gunther? So I want to see a squash match. I want to see Gunther destroy Brock Lesnar and submit himself as like the most dominant guy going today. We need Jay to get that uh, belt off Gunther, though. So it can be Jay versus uh, Jimmy. So that's the problem, right? That's the problem. How do we book Gunther losing? Like it has to be like in a fatal four way or something it where he doesn't even get pinned. It really don't even matter, honestly, at this point. Like it's like, bro, like honestly, him beat him losing to Jay to me is it's like honestly, like why not? Because like Jay is, nah, a, nah, bro. Jay we, is need, we need Gunther to never Jay, lose, bro. Jay is as hot he as he's never ever. Lose. Jay is as hot as nah. he's ever been, bro. You don't want him to. You don't want him to go after the world, bro. The Jay world is title? as hot do, as but... he's ever been. Give him the yeah, IC but title. Gunther is Gunther. In a way, like if, if Gunther is getting that Brock match and the plan is for Gunther to win, then Gunther can't lose to Jay Uso and then beat Brock. Like Gunther just got to keep going. So honestly, like I've said it before on this podcast, I feel like to lose the title, it either has to be like a fatal four way or something where Gunther doesn't get pinned, so he can argue that you know I was never pinned, so I'm still the rightful champion, or he just give the title up because Gunther is an old school guy. Like the way he moves, he's very yeah. about the prestige of the sport. So I could see Gunther going into the ring and being like, I'm ready to challenge for the world heavyweight title. So I'm relinquishing this title so I can get that title. And then they can, I don't know, have a tournament or something, do whatever they do with that. And Gunther can go without getting pinned. Cause I don't want to see Gunther lose, man. I don't know. I know I've, I've said some not so nice things about Gunther on his podcast before, but the way he's presented, I feel like he just, I can't see him getting pinned, especially by Jay Uso. I love need, Jay, but no. We need Jay Uso with that IC title, man. I'm sorry. We need that that uh, Uso's match. And Mania, on top man. of that, we need Jay Uso to really solidify himself as a top contender, and that's not gonna happen until he beats somebody that's reputable. And why not? Why not a a ladder match? Why don't we do that anymore? Like, remember when they would defend like titles in ladder matches, and it's like oh, a yeah, bunch of people that. like, let's do that. So that way, scared. That's why. Because like, if they do that, then somebody can win that IC title without actually having to pin or submit Gunther. Because I don't yeah. want to see Gunther get pinned or submitted. I don't. Either way, you need people to lose. Don't do ladder matches <laughs> no more. That's crazy. They don't. We need Dang, Jay versus man. Jimmy at WrestleMania for the IC title. We need it. Nah, that match don't need a title. That just, just, as long as Rikishi is the special guest referee, we good with that. Man, Rikishi ain't about to be no special guest referee hey, for that match, man. Kurt Angle is going to be the special guest for John Cena and Randy. Well, unfortunately. Hey, The Rock might be the special guest for Cody versus... 
This chamber coming on at 2 a.m. Pacific time, and I am not watching that. Sleep. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm be getting some Z's, catching That's, these Z's, okay? That's crazy. Yeah, man. But um, we'll see where that goes with Brock and Gunther. Now, I know Quan is gonna be very happy with about this topic because he was right. But let me talk about it. Ginger Mahal and Hook both got their title <laughs> shots. <laughs> Did their matches live up to the hype? <laughs> I want to. I want to. I want to hear from you, Quan. First, I want to hear from you. You watched both matches. I, I did sure too. did. And uh, one of the matches lived up to the hype. Um, Samoa Joe versus Hook was a goer. Now I don't know how I felt about Hook kicking out of the Muscle Buster at one. That was like, mm. yo, some some moves should be protected. But you know, I got it. I get it because that's what his father Taz used to do. Is Taz would get like. I don't know, power driver, and he would just like stand back up. So I get that they're going that way with Hook. Um, yeah. Samoa Joe versus Hook was incredible. Fire, fire. The fans were behind Hook, and I feel like Hook looks better because of this match. Like he has momentum now, and apparently a lot of people tuned in for that match. Like usually AEW's main events lose a lot of viewers, but people didn't really turn the channel when Hook and Samoa Joe was out there. So shout out to Hook. Jinder Mahal and Seth Rollins was ass. Like, just being honest, nobody cared about it. Jinder Mahal went out there to crickets. He got in the ring and stunk it up with Seth Rollins. Um, he might have injured just Seth Rollins, apparently, because yep. <laughs> Seth walked out of that match with a limp. Uh, I don't know how serious that is. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. But uh, that match sucked. And it's funny to me that the cage match rating was what it was, because this all started when, you know, USA Network was poking fun at the cage match ratings when they tweeted Tony Khan and, you know, if you go check the cage match ratings right now, I want to say Jinder Mahal and Seth Rollins is like a four. And, you know, Hook and Samoa Joe is like a nine. So, Sheesh. backfired, baby. Backfired. Well, I mean, I never understood the hype over the matches-wise between Jinder and Seth. My thing was he was going to come out to a pop. That's all was I was none. saying. It was I, wasn't no talking pop, about a, I wasn't talking about a great match or anything like that. I was talking about a pop. And I was wrong. It was, so a, it was I, I got my no L. pop, no pop. Y'all, I mean, y'all, y'all just fell for the internet hype. Y'all was IWC in that moment, but I'm glad y'all back to reality. Yeah, I forgot that uh, it's WWE. It's not AEW. Um, but you know AEW. Uh, I, I'll say this. Uh, and then Hook versus Samoa Joe didn't live up to the hype because there was no hype. So it, it exceeded all expectations, and that match was incredible. And for Hook being squashed the way he was, and he when he squashed. Come on, he wasn't squashed. It was. Nah, it was like he was the, squashed. Nah, bro. Nah, that's not a squash, I, bro. I mean, don't get me wrong. They, I, I don't mean like he was squashed. Like his, like his uh, stock went down. Like his Joe his definitely stock beat went, his ass. But yeah, like yeah, it, that's what I mean. It, like he there's got two types of squashes beat. though. There's a squash match where you yeah. just go in there and just get your ass kicked and you lose. And then there's like the Brock Lesnar versus Brian Danielson squash. Yeah, match. that's what one I mean. One guy gets most of the offense, but then there's a big comeback at the end, and then you look good when you lose. So. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like you know, for you know, he got squashed, but he came out looking better than he had ever been, and his hype is back. You know, like he lost Facts. a lot of that hype over the uh, over the last year, and I feel like he's gotten all that. If not even more now coming from Samoa Joe. And I also want to point out that I love the storytelling. See, I'm giving AEW props. I love the storytelling. I love the storytelling right now because I'm starting to care about Samoa Joe being champion because of Swerve Strickland and Hangman Adam Page. Now, Swerve Mm -hmm. Strickland is like, yo, I beat this man twice. I'm out of here. I'm on the bigger and better things. Hangman Adam Page is just like, I'm not even thinking about this guy. Yet, these two seem to not be able to get away from one another because at the end of the match, 
they both were facing off with one another with a Samoa Joe realizing that he has to actually defend this title for real. So yeah. I loved that nuance of storytelling. Um, I thought AEW Dynamite ended on a really high note on an otherwise largely forgettable show. Um, <laughs> just being honest, man. Uh, not to get into that. Uh, I will say, you know what? Before I move on, I just want to say that with what's Hangman? Oh, not Hangman. What's Adam Cole's faction called again? <laughs> the Undisputed Kingdom. The Undisputed Kingdom. Um, I really want to see you guys rev up. All the promises you guys made on your last promo made it seem like you guys were going to start a revolution within AEW, and your segment last Dynamite did not. Ash, it was ass. It, it, was, it just Bro, went, Oh, it, it was, uh, came Roger out with a mustache. Just, <laughs> talking about <laughs> it wasn't good. It was it was pretty bad. It was just it was like yo, this, it, it was like what was Bro. this all about? Like why did y'all do ass. all this? Like um, that's not Edge, man. Yeah, it's, <laughs> wow. I don't. I'm I, I'm digging. I'm digging the Young Bucks wow. though. Uh, like the Young Bucks, they they rebranded as Nicholas and Matthew Jackson, and like they were like I'm digging it. They're like EVPs now. Like their their characters are EVPs. He told yeah. um he told Shorty that I was interviewing him. Did you get your check this week? You did. Oh yeah, you're you're welcome. I'm like yo, this is the character we have needed this whole time. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm I'm here for I'm it. it. Let's see where it goes. You know, I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at I'm it. I'm with it. But to to fin- to finish my uh to finish my comparison, um, Jinder Mahal and Seth was absolutely terrible. Ass. Um, look, I'm glad Jinder Mahal got that match. <clears throat> you know, just because as a treat because he did job to the Rock and he got embarrassed. So it was a good way for him to, you know, get in the title picture. Um. But we all knew what was going to happen. Um, I, I love Seth. Uh, Seth is becoming Roman Reigns. <laughs> Let's just call it a spade a spade. Like he is moving like he is moving like John Cena in 2009. We know who's going to win those matches. Um, yeah. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. But so far, it's a good <laughs> thing. So I'm really excited for, for Seth and his reign. He's having the reign he, he has always deserved. So. Yeah. Would we be hypocrites if we liked his reign if we compared it to John Cena since we hated John Cena's? Uh, Absolutely, but wrestling fans are hypocrites. So I mean, <laughs> we are. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I don't. I don't really. I don't really. I'm just glad Seth is getting the reign he deserves. That's all I would say. I'm not really like I love this reign. Like I'm not gonna go back and be like, oh my god, did you remember when Seth Rollins, you know, had that one year with the WWE title? Like I'm not. This is a good reign, and this is what he deserves. He deserves a good reign. Um, right. But I don't really yeah. care for it, though. And Swerve, Stri- Swerve Strickland got to stop wearing that eyeshadow, man. Like, I don't know where this came from, yeah, when crazy. his character <laughs> adopted the eyeshadow, but stop, bro. Stop. It, it happened after the Velveteen Dream apology. Yikes. Well, shout out to Velveteen Dream, man. <laughs> shout out. <laughs> Whenever I hear that name, I just get hurt in my heart because he, I loved him so much. He was so dope. He, he blew yeah. it. He blew it. Yeah, the black Enzo Amori, man. Yeah. Shout, Damn, shout out to shout all them, Enzo, man. man. Yeah, shout out to Enzo. Let's talk about Mustafa Ali, his impact, Woo! y'all. That Woo! boy. Yo. So that according boy. to Fightful and all these independent wrestling promoters, his ticket sales increased, went to the moon for his first couple events. Yo, did WWE drop the ball on Mustafa Ali? Yes. I want to hear. Absolutely. Oh. What a PS. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Y'all see it. Y'all see it. 
he got announced for a Defy, for New Japan Pro Wrestling, all these independent companies, and them tickets sold right out. It's, it's a clear indication that Mustafa Ali is hot, man. Paul Heyman yeah. was on record saying that he thought Mustafa Ali was a generational talent. And this is Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman knows talent when he sees it. So we just got to call it spade to spade, man. WWE blew it with Mustafa Ali. They didn't know how to market a Pakistani. And now they're going to have to suffer when Mustafa Ali goes to New Japan. And when he eventually pops up in AEW, he's going to be a star. I'm but are they going right now. to suffer because WWE is WWE? So, They're going to win regardless. Yeah. You know? So WWE has reached a plateau where they're not going to fall off. It's not like not having Mustafa Ali is going to hinder their business, like even one minutia of a percent. <laughs> like that's not going to happen. WWE is always going to be WWE. Like as far as they're concerned, Mustafa Ali was just another spoke in the wheel or whatever. But. At the end of the day, Mustafa Ali is going places in this wrestling thing, man. When he finally debuts in AEW, because I believe that he's going to eventually sign with AEW, or even if he chooses to go to TNA, he's going to be a big deal. He's going to be just like Matt Cardona. He's going to be like Cody Rhodes. He's going to be like Drew McIntyre. He's going to be a star. I've always loved Mustafa Ali. Shouts to Ali, man. I I really love love this shtick and his gimmick that he has. And I remember Quan... Uh, we talked about him having this gimmick and how WWE was just like, ah, we can't do that. You know what I'm saying? Blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And the fact that he's doing it now is really compelling. I think it's really tight. I honestly feel like he shouldn't sign with AEW just because I feel like it would kind of go against his gimmick a little bit. I like the yeah. fact that he's traveling around and just going from place to place and conquering. I think he could do a few dates in AEW, but I don't want him to sign. I honestly want him to be so hot in these streets that WWE comes back around like yo, right? My bad. Like let's kind of like Matt that. Cardona, maybe just like Matt Cardona. Like yeah, he hasn't, he hasn't signed with AEW. I think he might have appeared once or twice, but like he just travels the Indies. He goes from Defy to GCW to yeah. wherever MLW with Jacob Fatu and all them, and just does his thing. And yeah, you know, maybe Ali just stays hot. Yeah, but hotter. We, we, to be hotter. We, we gotta go. We gotta go to that GCW show, man. Oh, facts, yeah, facts. Yo, did he get announced? Or who got announced recently? Somebody got announced. You, for that I show. think you send the, the it link. Might have been and I think Dolph it was Ziggler, right. Yeah, definitely I was. It was. It's Dolph Ziggler versus Matt. Uh, well, Nick. It's Nick, Nick Nemeth. Nick Nemeth. Nick Nemeth. Hey, I'm I'm down. Matt we in Cardano. there. Yeah, we got yo, yo. We in there. GCW. Yeah, pulling up. You might see the homies. I'm trying to see Nick Nemeth versus Mustafa Ali, man. That's one to watch right there. Right. I think they wrestled in WWE and it, it was ill, but it, it didn't get the time that it deserved. So, yeah. Let's get Shout it. Shout out, Mustafa, man. We hope you're doing big things, man. Let's talk about TNA real quick. Let's talk about TNA real quick. They have officially relaunched. Hard to kill pay per view. We are back, baby. We saw mm-hmm. Trinity lose her knockouts title, mm-hmm. Moose win the world title, and Oops. the debuts Oops. of our guy <clears throat> that we recently interviewed, AJ Francis. Shout out Dana to AJ. Brooke. Shout out to Dana. Shout out to AJ. Dana Brooke and um, Nick Nimeth, a.k.a. formerly known as Dolph Ziggler. It's a lot of returns, man. Are you guys excited for this? Because I know I am. I know I Absolutely. am. Absolutely. Absolutely. This uh, is dope. I don't, I don't know if y'all watched the show yet, but yo, TNA hard to kill. It was It was fire. <laughs> I like it was, it was one of the it was one of the best wrestling pay per views I had seen in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> like the the main event was dope, but the match that I really liked was um the tag match. It was like I want to say it was like the ABC and um damn it was it was like a four man tag match. Oh, and the Grizzled Young Veterans from 
NXT, they made their de- debut over there in TNA. But no, the pay per view was dope. Shout out to Alex Shelley. Shout out to Chris Saban, still rocking. I, I'm, I'm excited for TNA, but I do want to bring up the fact that the um, that audience that's always saying enjoy all wrestling. You know, y'all know, y'all know, y'all know the demographic I'm talking about. Yeah. The enjoy all wrestling crew. <clears throat> The AEW fans, they they didn't seem to be enjoying all wrestling when everybody was praising TNA. It was a lot of it was a lot of upset people like trying to trash TNA. So I you know that enjoy all wrestling bullshit is sounding like some BS, man. But I'm I'm excited for TNA. I want to see TNA do big things this year. Yo, <clears throat> first and foremost, shouts to TNA, man. TNA's resurgence in the past, honestly, six to eight months. <laughs> has been really incredible and it's been kind of like out of nowhere low-key like nope, nobody saw it coming like nobody I didn't. like i didn't see it coming at all man and um they were the, they they were definitely like the underdogs in the big three in the big right. four you know so to see that they're revving up this way and also giving fans what they want hard to kill coming back it's a really big deal um i'm just really happy that tna is revving up the way they are so shouts to them um shouts to trinity as well for you know having i want to say her last match I think she has yeah. one more. I think she has one more at this taping. I think she's gonna give Jordan Grace a oh, rematch, and then that's it. Yeah, then we know what time not, it is, man. So, yeah, right. her, her rumble Mercedes. Time. Yeah, we're we're rumble time. Is. Yeah, we're no, TNA, TNA even brought back the cross the line motto. Y'all remember that TNA crossed the line? They brought it back, man. <laughs> TNA's resurgence yeah, is so crazy back. to me. Yeah, and it's ill because too. right, and it's ill because TNA is like getting back to their roots because TNA was always like a fringe independent company that kind of masqueraded as a mainstream company at one point, right? So like TNA was my gateway to like Ring of Honor and all these indies because when I first saw AJ Styles and all those guys like that back in the day, Samoa yeah, Joe, Chris Saban, Alex Shelley, that's what made me really go seek out Ring of Honor and like the independence. And TNA was always on that fine line between independent and mainstream. And I feel like that's what they are now. Like they went mainstream for a second. And now they're back to being like an independent, but kind of on the fringe of mainstream. And I, I'm digging it. I'm digging it. So shout out to TNA. Shout I want to go to a TNA man. show. I think we should go. Yeah, we should. For sure. We should definitely sure, go. Man. Whenever they're like near the LA area, because I know they've been we doing Vegas to. a lot lately. I'm down to take that Vegas trip just to hit TNA. TNA had my heart in the mid 2000s, man. Fact. Yo, AJ, AJ Styles has a classic, probably one of the best triple threat. It's oh my AJ God. Styles, with some Christopher Joe and, and Christopher Daniels. And Christopher Daniels. Daniels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one bro, of the greatest bro, matches bro. of all time. Bro, classic. TNA in the mid 2000s, like t- that 2008. It's a different oh, time, man. man. That was a X different time. And heart. when you look at those guys from back then, so many of them are like went on to be like big stars. Like, look at Samoa Joe. Look yeah. at AJ Styles. Uh-huh. And then like guys like Abyss, who was like major deals over there. They're like the lead producers in WWE now. So uh-huh. and, and PD Williams. Oh my God. PD Williams created the Canadian destroyer, him and Scott Demore. And now like that's the move that everybody does these days. So it's like That's crazy. Amazing red, bro. Yeah. So much influence came from this time in TNA. It's like it's it's crazy. It's crazy. Shout out TNA. Shout out to TNA, man. That's yeah. all I got. For the rundown, get it. Appreciate you, my brother. That was a yes, fun rundown, ski. man. Yeah, yeah fun man, rundown. We was we was touching everything, man. We touched everything yeah, from Defy to you know John Cena versus Randy Orton. John, <laughs> nobody want to see that. Bro. Nobody trying to. Nobody want to see that. You know what? 
Hold up, let me rewind, bro. We sounded like the IWC again. We said that nobody wants to see it because our demographic don't want to see it. But I promise you, there is kids out there who would love nothing more than to see John Cena versus Randy Orton. I don't like, know, man. Do people really want to see uh, Batista versus Triple H? Hey, they definitely didn't want to see uh, Jinder Mahal do anything. Y'all, 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 you fellas thought he was going to get a standing ovation. I only that thought he was going to get a standing ovation because Cooley been right for like the past <laughs> seven weeks. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm, no. I'm, like, I'm, I'm going to be right for Royal Rumble. I'm telling you. Who's winning? I'm right. All right. I said it two months ago. Who's winning? Punk is winning the oh Men's Royal Rumble. Yeah, Punk is definitely winning the Men's Rumble. And then, and then I, Bailey yeah. is winning the women's. Yeah, I'm telling you right now. I have the craziest rant on CM Punk winning the Rumble. If that happened, like uh, next week, next week I'm coming in with the spice because Duh, look, he's man, winning the Royal Rumble. There is no like, way. Look, who do you think else is going to win the Royal Rumble? Such a bad precedence if CM Punk wins the Royal Rumble. I'm who sorry. Who else is and winning I, the look, Royal Rumble? Look, we'll talk about that next week, bro. We'll get into that yeah, next we'll week. We'll get into that, that next week. week but um, appreciate you, Cooley, for the rundown. You know, y'all know what time it is. It's time for the Black Wrestler of the Week, where we show love to our favorite Black wrestlers, both past and present. This week, I think I want to nominate my boy, Sexual Chocolate, Mark Henry. Wow. wow. Yes, yes. Now, the reason I want to nominate Mark Henry for Black Wrestler of the Week is because a lot of people don't know the history of Mark Henry, right? So, Mark Henry was competing in strongman competitions. Mm-hmm. He got to the WWE, and he got like a big contract, a huge, gigantic contract where he was getting paid, paid. Max 10 years. Max 10 years. So when, when Mark Henry came in, he wasn't the greatest in ring. He kind of was like a guy with two left feet out there. He was kind of lost. It didn't really translate over into pro wrestling. And because of that, Vince McMahon wanted Mark Henry to leave. But Vince McMahon knew that he couldn't fire Mark Henry because the way his contract was set up, he would have to pay Mark Henry all that money. So what Vince McMahon did is try to humiliate Mark Henry. He gave him a sexual chocolate gimmick. He made him have sex with Mae Young, who was like a 98-year-old <laughs> woman on screen. And he tried to humiliate Mark Henry into quitting the company and walking away. But you know what Mark Henry did? He stood on business, he put his head down, and he performed to the best of his ability, and he made the sexual chocolate thing work. Eventually, he became the world's strongest man again. And y'all know, y'all know, y'all know what happened after that one of the first black world champions. So shout out to Mark Henry. You withstand, you withstood the hurricane and you made it out on top on the other end. So shout out to Mark Henry, man. Shout out Mark, of Henry, our Mark Henry, man. Pillar of our, and he has one of the greatest wrestling things ever, bro. It's sexual, baby. Uh. <laughs> give it all to you, baby. Uh, Mark Henry, man. Nah, I'm Yo, just playing. That's not, that's not the theme I was actually talking about. I was talking about the 3-6 Mafia joint. Y'all remember that? Somebody no, no. gonna get oh, the yeah. ass kicked. Yeah. Somebody yeah. gonna get the Yeah. Beat him up. Beat him up. Break his wow. neck. Wow. Hip hop and wrestling. Hip hop and wrestling. It's the same thing. Maybe that's the maybe that's the name of this podcast right now. Maybe that's the name of this episode. Hip hop and wrestling is the same goddamn thing. Same thing. Really is, same thing. Look, man, I'm nominating the homie AJ Francis, man. Oh, I'm not mad at that. Yo, look. Yo, AJ has been holding down. Number one, AJ definitely gave us a world star interview, man. Like, he gave us one of the <laughs> best interviews, like, like period in life. If like, y'all haven't life. checked that out, please go check that out. Definitely check please. that out. But not only that, man, uh, <clears throat> AJ Francis' top dollar has been 
number one, really supporting us and really reposting our clips and showing, you know, the homies a lot of love. And he doesn't have to do that. There's a lot of interviews that he's already done and he's supporting the homies. And that means a lot to me. Bro, he's commenting and everything. Like. Bro, commenting and everything. He's really showing us love. And on top of that, you know, he just p- popped up on TNA, man. And that's a lot of love. <clears throat> and I'm really happy and very, very excited to see what he does. Even though, you know, he said he was going to be traveling around the world. But, you know, I guess, you know, you got to start somewhere. So, you know, he's starting at TNA. So right. I'm nominating AJ Francis, a.k.a. Top Dollar, who hotter. You know what I mean? Not that's nada. my choice. Nah, nada. Not nada. Hey, man, great choices. Great, great choices for this week. Um, Mark Henry, he's a legend. He's he's definitely a legend. He deserves his flowers. AJ deserves his flowers, too. I'm going with AJ this week. Yeah, um, I'm mad at that. He really, he really, you know, Holding he, he gave us a lot, man. He... <laughs> He's he spent he spilled it all on our, on our pod and I and I really want everybody to see that. Um, but I don't take anything away from Mark Henry. Uh, he gave us a lot of classics. This man has been through it all: Olympics, Facts. nation of was he domination. Yeah, he was an yeah, he was an NOD. He was an NOD. Yeah, he was an NOD. Sure was. Uh, my guy, you remember when he had locks? <laughs> he oh, did. Yeah. Yeah. Where did that come uh, from? Uh, he had, had those the, uh, them Jerry Rice like, like Stevie Wonder locks. My, oh, like, bro, salmon, my man had the pink salmon <laughs> iconic uh, turn on uh, oh, John the Cena. Oh, on John Cena. Right. Yeah, I, nobody crazy, saw man. that coming. I was like, dang. That meant, that <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, yeah but he, crazy. he deserves his flowers too. But yo, AJ Francis, um, we seen you doing your thing out here. Uh, best wishes to you with TNA. It's, it's a beautiful thing seeing you Seeing your face in the front after yeah. all, you know, these past couple years, right. we haven't seen you. You've been BTS, but you're you feel like you're more at peace and you're doing your thing. So shout out to AJ Facts. Francis, Facts. aka Dollar. Hope to have you back on this pod. Get it? Come back, Facts, big facts. And yeah, go check out his single. We outside, DJ. Yeah, who we outside? Up. AJ outside, Francis. Go check that out, man. Because he be barring. AJ Francis is one of those wrestlers that can actually really rap. Because it's a lot of wrestlers. I'm not gonna say no names, but they be out there playing with the music thing, but they ain't really giving it up. They ain't really yeah, saying nothing in their music. Um, you know, Swerve Strickland. I'm just saying, but um. My boy AJ Francis is really a barring up on that microphone. So go check out Facts. We Outside, please, man. Shout Facts. out to Who Kid, legend. Yo, and shout out to legend. Jasmine Madison too, man. Shout out to Jasmine Madison. Yeah, man. Okay. He, like uh, yeah. he said, what's up about the like? Just wanna, just on um on a cool tip. Like he he went through my whole catalog musically and was like, yo, this dude is is super tight on our last uh, pod, man. So shout out yeah. to you, bro. You ain't have to go through the whole oh, catalog. Yeah. That's crazy. So shout out to you, man. Shout out all our fans, man. Yeah, we, we, man. we really do love y'all. Y'all, y'all don't understand. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to start commenting in these comments more because I want to talk to y'all one on one. But like. We we see everything y'all say. Like we be in our group chat. Like look at this dude, man. Shout out to him. Shout out to her. Shout out to them. Like you know, y'all showing mad love, and we really, really, really do appreciate that from the bottom of our heart. So day one, Where's Where's keep tuning Bond? in, man. Keep tuning in. We got a lot coming in 2024. I keep wanting to say 2023 because it's just January, you know, and you know I get those years mixed up. But you know, shout out year, to baby. our haters too, man. You know, we need I that. love the haters. We love the I hate. love the haters. Need you know that. what? Hey, AJ Francis is bringing in a lot of the hate. I see it. I see it. I see our TikTok I love the hate. comments. Yeah, what questionable. I love the hate. <laughs> need you to hate. Yeah. Some dude was like, uh, like he said something about AJ Francis, and then he started coming at us, and I'm like, I, I'm the 50 cent me. Like, what do you say F me for? Like, what I do? That was on TikTok. Yes, bro. They in the comments yeah, going crazy, but I love it. I love it. If you don't already, make sure you follow us on TikTok, 
follow us on Instagram, follow us on Snapchat, follow us on anything that <laughs> wrestling with the homies. Just search wrestling with the homies. I'm sure we'll pop up, baby. I think we even on Facebook. I don't know what's going on over there on that Facebook because I Damn, never checked yeah, Facebook in my life. My but I'm sure hack. I'm sure we exist over there. So <laughs> go check us out over there too, man. Now, fellas, it's, y'all know what time it is, man. It's time for the packs. It's time for the packs. And shout out to uh, <laughs> the guy I packed up last week, man, Brian Pillman Jr. I don't know if he heard this podcast or if he just saw some comments online, but he he said that the barber that is cutting his beard was Mellow's, actually right? put onto him by Carmelo Hayes. Yes. Yep. We got Carmelo Hayes to blame for that. Mello, why you do that white boy <laughs> like that, man? Why you do that white boy like that? Y'all got him out here wearing Beijing and his beard. Mm, man. No. No. <clears throat> no. But um, this week... I hate to do this. I hate to do this, but uh, I got to pack up my two friends, man. I got to pack up Sylvan LeCue. Oh, I gotta here pack we go. Up Jay Cooley. Oh, here we go. Because Let's you go. dudes sat here and told me that Jinder Mahal would be the biggest star in wrestling oh, we overnight. Did. We didn't say Why are you that? Tapping? You just sat happened. here no, and no. told me happened, that no. Jinder Mahal. No. Stop we'll come from behind that curtain on Monday and get cheers. You yeah, thought Jinder Mahal was gonna be cheered because of a tweet by Tony Khan. Nobody in the, the real world knows that Tony Khan and Jinder Mahal has ever even interacted because nobody cares about Tony Khan and Jinder Mahal. So you fellas were wrong. You deserve this pack. I hope that you revel in it and understand that the IWC is the IWC and it doesn't always represent the real world. So take this pack, fellas. Y'all getting packed up. Uh, whatever, man. I'll take that pack. <laughs> um, I am packing up the Undisputed Kingdom. I'm sorry, guys. It, it Look, uh, I don't. Your segment was the worst part of Dynamite. And <laughs> you guys were like, you guys came off of this whole angle and whole arc with um, with MJF. And MJF is out of here. And I just feel like what you guys are doing right now is really boring. And it's not just boring. It's kind of trash. And I, I, want, I want better for y'all. Y'all say y'all was going to revolutionize and change AEW. But it just sounds like y'all are doing nothing. And when you guys, I think they were setting up a match between um, with uh, Orange Cassidy and Orange Cassidy was like, well, we can do the match right now. And homie's response was, well, I'm going to wait and play mind games with you. You guys suck. Ooh, you guys suck. That's not even. That's not even. Who? Tomatoes. Who, tomatoes. First off, who even says anything like that? It's still early. Like, it's still early. It's still it's, early. It's not early enough, baby. It's you guys, again, early, y'all man. are getting this pack. Nah, pack. P A C K. It's still early, bro. It's going nowhere, pal. Let's it's not, not forget, man. Sylvan. Sylvan used to be in the group chat every day telling us that the Judgment Day was the worst faction of all time. It was trash. <laughs> it was, it was and it was. Now, look, it was. Judgment Day, the hottest thing going, man. Because of Dom. Yeah, nah. but I'm saying that. It was early. We just had to let it. We got hey, to. I've had faith since day one with the Judgment Cooley Day. Cooley had man. faith. Cooley had faith. Y'all had faith. Cooley, the, Cooley. Do y'all have know, faith? Cooley is a really Phil and Balor fan. Do y'all have faith in the Undisputed Kingdom? Um, I got faith in 
So I'm not really a Matt Taven fan, and I don't really care about um, the other homie either. But I like Roger Strong, and I have faith in Adam Cole. So I think they'll get it together. And I like Wardlow. So I think they'll get it together eventually. It started off rocky because clearly Tony Khan just didn't know how to book the end to that whole devil reveal thing. But we'll get it on track, like baby. a bunch Give of guys who we'll didn't like MJF clicked up. Let it play out. I guess we'll let it play out. What? Sounds like a bunch of guys who didn't like MJF got together and clicked up. It's not compelling. That's facts. Where is MJF? He's gone. Fish. Royal Rumble. I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he's still he's so AEW. Facts. Facts. Person I'm packing up this week is I watched this man growing up. Stuff. Dustin Rhodes. Yeah, I'm packing up <laughs> Dustin Rhodes. The hell gold does do. Oh, I know what I'm he did. Yeah, he's, gold gold dust, he's talking man, about the tweet. He's complaining. He wants to complain because he thinks his brother is the right one who should be in the main event, not The Rock, because it's Cody's time, bro. Relax, bro. Yeah, facts. We've been we 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 we've been waiting for this Rock and Roman man. Like, I'm sorry that Cody gotta wait it out another year. It's 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 the rules, man. What what it uh what it uh what's his name on the wire? I keep I keep wanting Ooh. to call him Ace, but his name is not Ace. His name is Ace <laughs> on Payton. Oh Paul. yeah 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 yeah. Uh, Damn, how the game is played. You can't Bell do that. Avon. Avon Barksdale. Avon. He said the game. <laughs> the game is the game. <laughs> like, the game is the game, bro. <laughs> what are we talking about? Yo, we getting Rock and Roman. I'm sorry, Cold Dust, that hey. Cody is. <laughs> right. It is what it is, man. The game, so, is the game. <laughs> game is the game. Bro, The Wire has so many quotables. I love that show. Bro, bro. how the game it's is played. second Wire quote from today. Like, man. It's not how the game is played. <laughs> how the game is played. Hey, but yeah, Goldust, you getting this pack, brother? And look, Goldust, Goldust, Dustin, Dustin Rhodes, Dustin Reynolds, whatever you want to go by, you are a legend, my brother. But legend, like Slim Charles said, think about the old days. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Quan, though. Nah, but shout out to um, Dustin Rhodes, man. Shout out to Dustin. <laughs> Yo, Dustin, I just want to let you know it's I just always get the that quote off. Again. I want to, I want to let you know, Dustin, it's always the Rock's time. It just is. It's nothing we can do about it, Facts. bro. Facts. It, uh, that's just how it is. Yeah. Right. But shout out to Dustin. Shout out to you two fellas. And shout out to the Undisputed. I want to say Undisputed Era. But the Undisputed Kingdom. Hopefully yeah. they get on track so I can not have to come in here and defend them every week. Because I want to like it. I want to like it so bad. So just prove me right. Come on. Do better. Watch you better. Are very better. closely, Undisputed Kingdom. And on that note. <laughs> right, 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 right. But on that note, fellas, we might have to wrap this up. Before I get out of here, I just want to say we know Obafemi's age now. <laughs> he is not 22. That boy's 25. He's 25. His mama came out on Instagram, and she said that Obafemi is not 22. She don't know where fans got that from, but the boy is 25 years old. Still younger than I thought, so shout out to Obafemi. I don't believe her. <laughs> that man at least 34. <laughs> yeah, we need a birth certificate. We need a birth certificate, man. Yeah. <laughs> but shout out to Obafemi and if you haven't already make sure you like this video and subscribe to our channel because you don't want to miss the rant that I'm going on next week about CM Punk because he don't deserve it he don't deserve none of this he don't deserve the Royal Rumble he don't deserve any of that but y'all gonna have to tune in next week to get that rant until next week we are out of here fellas I love y'all peace peace